Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 246, which we are recording on Thursday, June 3rd, 2021. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And it's significant dates for me again. So Josie. Is it? Yeah, Josie turned 22 on the 31st, so on Monday. Wow. And Alex turns 27 on the 5th, so I'm smack in the middle of the girls' birthdays. Wow. Okay. Lots of birthdays this time of year for my family. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, nobody requested hand knits. <laughs> Makes my life easier. All right. What are you wearing? I have been wearing this week my Klein shawl, which is a shawl by Jennifer Dassau. And I've actually made two of the Klein shawls. I really like them. This one I made back in December of. Get ready for this, Gail. 2016. Wow. Gasp, I know. And I made this one in Tosh Merino Light in the Chartreuse and the Pelican colorway. And Chartreuse is exactly Chartreuse, what you'd think Chartreuse looks like. A highlighter, like a yellow highlighter. And the gray is a soft, very neutral gray. And it's almost as if it were somewhat of a variation on the Pantone colors of the year, because the gray is the ultimate gray, and though the yellow is not illuminating, since it's more of a highlighter yellow than illuminating is, it's somewhat of a variation on a theme. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. So I really loved this shawl when I made it. And it was fun to kind of rediscover it this week because it's been foggy and I had to, one day I was, I had to take a drive and it was cold that morning when I left. It's, it's been cold this it week, several been. mornings. And so I had a sweater, I had a puffy vest on and a shawl was the perfect accessory for our coastal June gloom. Yeah, it was downright drizzly this morning because yeah. the fog was so thick. Yeah, it was very much so. So what have you been wearing in the fog? <laughs> well, as per the prediction that with Leroy, our new little puppy, I wouldn't oh, be wearing many yeah. hand knits. That yeah. has been 100% true. <laughs> in fact, I can't even leave a piece of yarn dangling off of a table because it's like a radar to him. He has this radar uh-huh. for little things that he shouldn't have. So I've been wearing ratty sweatshirts because he's putting holes in them. He has very, very sharp little teeth. Yeah. But I am wearing my Stand in the Gap t-shirt, which was a t-shirt that Gigi of Gigi Made It, Gay Gillespie, she had these, and I think she had pins and everything made of these, I think about this time last year. So Stand in the Gap for Black Lives Matter is the mm-hmm. intent of the shirt. And I love the shirt. It's super soft and cozy and it matches my strangely, not camo, but printed pink joggers perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> it checks all the great boxes for a t-shirt. So not a hand knit, but something knitting related. What are you stocking? Anything good and exciting? Yes, I kind of feel a little a little nudge towards the return of the knitting excitement. 
good. Uh, That's a, good a news. Small nudge. I don't really know if the blame is fully to be placed upon the second COVID vaccine, as I somewhat feel it should be, because I know right after I received my second COVID vaccine, I was tired, I was achy, I didn't want to do anything, including knitting. For the first two weeks, my hands were just achy. And then the subsequent weeks after those two, it was still hard for me to get energy up to do anything in the evening. So like I said, I don't know if the fault is fully to be placed there, but I finally feel like maybe I'm coming out of that a little bit. (laughs) Good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, me too. So the first thing I am stalking is a pullover by Ari Shimizu. And I think I texted this one to you this week. It's called Flores. Yeah. And it is a ribbed top. It's a loose fit top. Top or, well, short sleeve top or long sleeve top. You can make the sleeves any length you want. And it has a subtle all over ribbing pattern. The design is written so that you can wear either side of the ribbing as the public side of the garment, which is kind of cool. So there's two looks to it. And it's got a deep, what she calls a deep raglan sleeve. So it, the raglan, the yoke, the raglan yoke of the garment comes down much lower than a traditional fitting raglan. It's interesting. It's it's different than than a traditional raglan that you have seen. And then the ribbing is vertical. So the ribbing gives it this subtle vertical striping, which is different because a lot of tops have horizontal stripes, but this one has like this very subtle vertical striping which I like. And It looks fairly classic, not overly trendy, and I just feel like the ribbing makes the garment look really smooth and refined. So I'm looking forward to making this one. I really want to make it. I don't know if, let's see, I don't know if I have anything in stash that's really appropriate for it. Believe it or not, I may not have something in stash. So it's probably something that I will need to shop for yarn. Is that a linen blend yarn, if I remember correctly? It's an unusual blend. I was just looking at it. It is a fingering weight yarn that is 50% alpaca, 25% 25% silk and 25% linen. Interesting. So, yeah. So and warm. I am very warm. So I'm not even sure where to start looking for something. I'm kind of thinking that the Holstgarn tides, I think it is, which is the wool silk blend might be a good choice 
because I'm not interested in making a top with 50% alpaca. No, way too hot <laughs> for here. <laughs> way too hot. Yeah. yeah, especially if I do the short sleeve version, which I'm leaning towards right now. So we'll see. That is Flores by Ari Shimisu, who also designed the KP pullover that I knit. I think I knit that in 2020, fairly recently. Yeah, we knitted at the end of 2020. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the second thing I am stocking is a hat. And it's in the collection that you were talking about last episode, the Yarbo ebook nine collection. Ah. Yeah, this one is just a ribbed hat. I shouldn't say just a ribbed hat, but it's a fairly basic ribbed hat. But it's a really cute version of a basic ribbed hat. It takes a lot of yarn. It takes 600 yards of sport weight yarn. So with 600 yards, you know that it's going to be a very warm hat (laughs) because it has a big fold over brim. I was thinking that I might try it with a single skein of fingering that I have and just not make it quite as long because the pattern does have multiple sizes. So if I figure out my gauge, it's with a hat, it's pretty easy just to pick a different size so you get a size that you can wear. But it's just really cute the way it sits on the head. It's not a super slouchy hat. It's just got a little bit of slouch to it, and it's very cute. So that is the Florarna cap, and it's by Stein Holgard Johansson. And I'm going to do a timely interruption because our friend Barbara, who is Bella's home life on Ravelry, who works for Yarbo, the company that produced that book, she gifted me the ebook when she heard me talking about the Tofton sweater last episode, and she's going to pass on a discount to everyone. So if anyone listening is interested in this ebook, which is called the Vildmark ebook, and it has nine patterns in it, the hat Charlene mentioned, it has matching fingerless mitts and a matching dicky, and it has several sweaters. Very, very nice patterns. The coupon code is all caps wilderness, and that gives you 25% off the entire ebook. I think I have to verify it might be single patterns too. I'm not sure. So check the show notes and or the Ravelry thread for that discount code. So thank you very much, Barbara. And thank you to your bosses at Yarbo. That is very, very sweet. And thank you so much for remembering that, Gail. <laughs> we, Charlene and I joke about our podcast fails. We often have things that when we're all done recording, we say, oh my gosh, I can't believe we didn't say that. So I have yep. notes that I'm referring to carefully today. Yay. Thank you. And then the third thing I am stocking is called the Wash Day Dishcloth by Kayla Lombardi. It's the only pattern this person has posted on Ravelry, and it's a free dishcloth pattern and fairly simple pattern with random pearl, well, not random, but it's a pattern with pearl bumps thrown into the knit stitches so that there's some bumpies for scrubbing. And it's not, it's not anything 
hugely different from any other scrubby pattern, but I saw it and I really liked it. And you're going to laugh because I just, like I said, I just haven't finished anything in so long that I am going to cast one of these on just so that I can have the satisfaction of finishing something. <laughs> good. That's a good idea. Yeah, I need to do that because I've been working on the same two projects for quite a long time. You have been. It's true. Yes. So that is Wash Day Dishcloth by Kayla Lombardi. What are you stocking, Gail? I am also starting with a hat, and the hat I'm stocking is called Muscleberg, and it's by Yasolda Teague. It's been out for a while, but I never noticed it until I received a newsletter from a yarn dyer who showed her self-striping yarn knit up into this hat, and I thought, that is such a cool idea. So this hat, which was inspired by a World War II era pattern that was called Fatigue Cap, is a tube. So she has you start with a circular little tiny cast on, and then you do your increases, and it looks like a four-pointed star. You knit until you're almost out of yarn, and then you do your decreases, and you have this giant tube, and you fold one end into the other end, and you have a double-layered hat. Pretty cool. Yeah, so, that is. Yeah, and so for that sounds fun. yarn, yeah, it's basically just a stockinette in the round tube. You don't have to do anything to finish it. It's just done. I went to cast it on and I had two issues right away though. One, I didn't want to fiddle with the cast on, which she, I did purchase the pattern and she gives three different ideas for ways to do this. And I can't remember any of them off the top of my head, but she <laughs> links to them in the pattern. And I just wasn't in the frame of mind to do anything that felt fiddly. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to cast on provisionally mm. and then knit one half in a self-striping or speckled and then pick up those stitches from the provisional cast on and knit the other half with a solid so you can turn it inside out and have either the solid on the outside or the other on the outside. I like that. And then I'll just be doing a decrease crown on either side of that tube. Right. So... That was my workaround to not having to do anything fidgety. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the Musselberg hat, again, by Yasolda Teague. Oh, and the other cool thing about that pattern, any weight yarn will work. What she did is she provides tables in the pattern that are based on your stitches per inch. So based on your gauge. And so whatever yarn you're using and the needles you like to use to get the fabric you want. And then she tells you how many to cast on and etc. for that gauge. So it's a very cool functional pattern for pretty much any yarn you have in your stash. So pretty darn cool. Cool. The next thing I'm stocking is a shawl. It's called the Star Flower Shawl and it's by Xenia Nijin. And it's really, really cool. It looks like a triangle shawl, but it's actually a V shape and it's really wide. So have you seen those garments called Ruanas? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So it looks like a Ruana, kind of. And it the, the ends in the front that if it was a triangle would be pointy are not pointy. They're angled. So it has a really interesting shape. But the thing I like about it even more is the shawl itself is knit with fingering weight striped with mohair silk. 
but she has baubles in some of the sections and she has different texture in some of the sections. And it's so pretty and it looks so lightweight and because of the shape, it has very long wingspan. So you could really wrap it around your neck if you wanted to, but it's not a 1200 yard shawl. Mm-hmm. You know, so the schlankets that we have knit that are just so heavy and big, this is not going to be heavy and big, but it's still going to have a lot of fabric to wrap around your neck. So I thought that one was absolutely beautiful. That again is the Starflower shawl. And then the third thing I'm stocking is All Charlene's Fault, <laughs> Live Light by Carrie Bostacoge. You've heard her talking about this. She finished it not that long ago. She wore it to our Zoom meeting last Saturday, and it's so cute. I love the sweater. Oh, it's love so cute. the sweater. I am used to being able to see Charlene's hand knits in progress, and then immediately after they're done, I usually get to see them. Yeah. Well, of course, pandemic, haven't been able to do that. So seeing it on the Zoom, I said, oh my gosh, is that your live light? And she got up and showed it to us, and I immediately started stalking. I almost bought the pattern immediately, and I thought, no, I should at least swatch first. And I'm going to use one of my cherished sweater quantities of Western Sky Knits. Ooh. Yeah, I have a sweater quantity of her Merino 17 fingering in the patina colorway, oh, which is that very much lovely. very much not my normal colors though, but every year we see it and people tell me I should do yeah. it. So I think I'm gonna use that. And if I don't use that, I have her tweed sock in Forget Me Not. So it's a light blue, really pretty. Either one of them is a perfect yarn for that sweater because yeah, it's a fairly definitely. simple sweater. It is fairly simple. Yeah. yeah. In a good way. So yes, Live Light by Carrie Bostikaj. So thank you, Charlene. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So tell us again about the two things you've been knitting. Yes, I am still working on my On the Porch blanket, which is an ongoing project. I'm perfectly happy to be working on that one continually in the background for the rest of the summer or however long it takes me to finish the blanket. And then the second thing which I'm a little sad that it's taken me so long to work on. But again, it's because of my COVID ennui, shall we say, is the leaf bird, which is a pattern by Yamagara. And you probably recall, if you've been listening, that leaf bird is a lace weight cardigan with these leaf-shaped or diamond-shaped leaf patterns in the back. So there's five of these diamonds that stretch across the back and the sweater is knit side to side. So it's a little bit different than a traditional sweater. You knit across the back and then you pick up stitches on either side for the fronts. And right now I'm working on a lace panel which goes down the shoulder down the top of side of the sleeve I should say so I am I have knit the two fronts the back and I guess all I have left I all I have left are the two sleeves (laughs) but it's taken me I feel like a long time so I'm a little I I feel a little frustrated. I shouldn't be because, you know, that's the way sometimes life goes and sometimes knitting goes. So 
Yep. So we'll let that one go. And yeah, hopefully, don't be sad. Yeah, hopefully sometime soon I will have a wonderful leaf bird sweater to wear. The two yarns that I used are one smooth lace weight yarn from Western Sky Knits and one mohair lace weight yarn from Dragonfly Fibers. One's a purple, one's a hot pink, and I do feel the colors look fabulous together, so I'm very excited about that. And every time I've had the project out, people are very excited about the color combo. Yay! So I feel good about it. Yeah. Good. It's the beautiful colors together. Yeah. Yeah. So I am excited. So that is Leafbert by Yamagara. What are you knitting, Gail? Well, I have some exciting, exciting news about what I'm knitting. <laughs> so my longest ever project in the history of my making <laughs> is my memory blanket. So I am, since 2016, have been knitting this mitered square blanket. And I am using a border of dark gray on every square of the blanket. And Max came home from school last week for the summer. And we were talking about his blanket that I was supposed to knit him that I still haven't knit because we haven't been yarn shopping. And we were looking at patterns. And then for some reason, we started talking about this blanket and I pulled it out of the storage area where it was. And he said, oh, this is what I really want. And I said, you can have that. And he said, oh my gosh, I can't take this. You've been working on this forever. And I said, I would be so happy if you wanted that blanket for real. And he said, no, I really do. I would love to have this blanket. So I've been knitting on my blanket. And I am one square away from the row I've been working on this week. So 14 of the 15 little mitered squares are finished. Max and I spent about a half an hour yesterday picking colors for what will probably be the last row of the blanket. That's because I'm almost out of the gray yarn that I'm using for the borders. But he did say, first he said, if you want to be done with it, when you're done with that row, just be done. And I said, well, I have this other gray that's lighter, so it's not the same. But if we want to put one more row on after this, he said, whatever you want to do. He said, I don't care if the gray isn't the same. So if you want to knit another strip, go for it. If you don't, be done. So. I might very soon be done with my longest term ever project. And he is really, really excited about it. So I'm really happy. That's awesome. And I am using the pattern Memory Blanket by Georgie Nicholson for that. Although I'm using a different weight of yarn and such, but I'm using the same stitch counts and the Mm -hmm. same or decreases for that. So it's a really fun project, but it's, it has been one of those projects that I knew when I cast on that it wasn't going to be a quick finish. And because every square in the entire blanket is different, you kind of have to wait until you have enough scraps to do a row. So, and you don't, sometimes all your scraps are all in the same color family. So you really have to either get some from friends or, you know, buy some or whatever. But so from that perspective, it's a long-term project also. So that's really fun. And I've also been working on my hoodie shawl cardigan by Suzanne Summers. And I haven't worked on that in the last week or so, so I haven't made much progress since our last episode, but it's working, you know, it's going along. I'm in the stockinette section of the body that's just one color, so it's easy knitting. 
and I'm enjoying it and keeping it out of Leroy's teeth. So excellent. <laughs> that's what I've been knitting. We would like to thank our sponsor, Lolo Body Care. Gail, have you heard that Lolo Body Care moved lock, stock, and barrel? They moved from the Pacific Northwest to Green Valley, Arizona, a small town just south of Tucson, a very big move. Why now? Arizona is located more centrally to the fiber events where they vend, and they wanted to be ready when everything opens back up and the events start again. When Lolo Body Care hit the road a few weeks ago, they treated the move like a road trip. (laughs) (laughs) Like we all miss. (laughs) Yes. So they took a route they'd never driven before and caravanned with another indie, Alexandra, the Art of Yarn. And we've seen Alexandra, the Art of Yarn at Stitches West as well. Big shout out to Alexandra, who towed a U-Haul for them. Besides typical road trip musts, they've got three new rules for road tripping in our post-pandemic world 2021. Well, I shouldn't say not everyone is post-pandemic, post-pandemic yeah. but hopefully we're moving towards that. So the three new rules for road tripping. Number one. Better safe than sorry. With states lifting restrictions and mandates, quarantines, mask ordinances, curfews, and dining restrictions are all over the place. Mask up no matter how small the town and continue to focus on good hygiene. Now this is a great tip. Create a kit that includes hand sanitizer, extra masks, toilet paper, paper towels, disinfectant wipes, moisturizer, and sunscreen. I think that's a great tip. For anybody. Just for the car in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I love that idea. Number two, be aware of signs. When a sign reads, no services for the next 150 miles, believe it. Ensure you have a full gas tank, extra water, healthy snacks to keep your energy up, and a Lolo bar to keep your skin moisturized. Number three, pit stops. Stop often. Make your stops intentional and safe. Don't park right in front of the door so that you can get out and walk a little bit, stretch, turn pit stop meals into a picnic, and enjoy the fresh air. So that is from Lolo. Great tips all around. And I agree, yeah. Yeah, we definitely hope that you all are able to get out there and do not forget to include that Lolo bar in your road trip kit. Stay moisturized. Can't wait to see her at an event again and get all stuffed up, see what new scents she has. Yes, exactly. Me too. So thank you very much, Lolo Body Care. We appreciate you. All right. Have you finished anything? I think I know the answer. Oh, no, I haven't. <laughs> I was supposed to just come in and say, Gail, I haven't finished anything. <laughs> what have you finished? <laughs> I had written in my show notes, nothing. And then I walked past the kitchen table where my latest finish is blocking and realized, oh "Oh my gosh, I have finished something. (laughs) I finished a pair of knitted knockers. For those of you who don't know what they are, 
They are knitted breasts, basically, for people who have had mastectomies. And Knitted Knockers is an organization, and you can find them at knittedknockers.org. And they have their patterns, which are free, and they have their yarn suggestions slash requirements. They highly recommend you only use their recommended yarns because of the softness against the skin, especially scar tissue and newly healing skin. So I used Bamboo Pop by Universal Yarn. It's a cotton bamboo blend. And I had a funny knitting almost fail moment. I printed the pattern and had it ready when we went to Yosemite. So it was in my bag, ready to go. Yet somehow when I cast on, I looked at my phone instead of the printed pattern. Well, I printed a bottom up version or top one of the other. And then I looked on my phone and looked at a different version. So I finished that one, very happy with the finish. And then I went to cast on my second one. And I was thinking to myself, this doesn't seem at all like the first one I cast on. I thought I was supposed to have a long tail and I thought I was supposed to do this and that. What the heck is going on? I had printed a different version than what I had on my phone. So (laughs) they have crocheted versions. They have knit versions. They have a version with two cirques or double pointed needles and then Mm. they obviously have top down or bottom up so they have lots of different Mm. versions of the pattern depending on your preference and i really enjoyed the process of making these for our friend and they just need to be stuffed and then they can zip 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 over to her so i'm excited yay yeah knitted knockers give them a try and if you don't know anybody who's had a mastectomy They do accept them at the organization as donations and they distribute them and or there are many areas that have a local collection site basically where you can bring them. So they're in the U.S. at least. I know that a lot of people knit them for charity and that they are greatly appreciated. Yeah. So it's a good cause. Okay, now a recap kind of of our last episode which was kind of focused on weight gain in the pandemic months and years. Hopefully it won't go into multiple years, but it feels like it's been years. (laughs) Yeah. And from that, you guys gave us so much amazing, amazing feedback that we wanted to talk a little bit more about it in terms of self-care. And you guys had some amazing suggestions, so many that we opened a separate thread in the Ravelry group. And people have been contributing their individual ideas, which are fantastic. And we wanted to talk about a few of those. Yeah. One of them that I wanted to mention first, and this is a good tip. Basically, it's don't rush into making any decisions. Don't, you don't have to do anything immediately in terms of getting rid of things, in terms of changing things. See how the summer goes, and perhaps increased activity over the summer will help. You never know what's going to happen, and you never know what's going to change. And if you have clothing that's hanging around that's making you feel bad, of course, then perhaps it is time to get rid of it. But if you're still undecided, and you just don't know, don't push yourself. Be gentle. Some of my favorite tips were actually, strangely enough, about 
tidying up and cleaning. (laughs) Partially, I think this is because our house has become a cluttered mess since Leroy arrived. We haven't had as much time to pick up after ourselves and you have to keep things up from off the ground from a puppy. So things are getting piled up around the house and standing here in my closet right now is kind of stressing me out because I had to move. (laughs) So this is my, this is my recording setup. My laptop sits on top of my underwear drawer, which pulls out from my shelves just enough for my computer to sit on it. And the microphone is on a shelf right above that with my sweaters. So I had to take this pile of clothes and knitwear off of my underwear drawer, which it shouldn't have been there anyways, but who's had time to put anything away? And I put it over to my right, which Charlene can't see, but I'm going to turn the (laughs) computer so she can see the mound of clothing on top of my yarn bins. And just standing in this closet is kind of making me anxious because it's so messy and there's so much stuff everywhere. Charlene's showing me her pile. Yours is much neater, though. Similar pile. (laughs) (laughs) You wouldn't have a pile sitting there like that if you had my puppy running around your house. But... The, the whole idea of the tidying, people were saying that one, it gives them a sense of control over something. Yes. They were able to clean one area of the room or they were able to clean the kitchen so they had counter space again. Or the reasons that, you know, making the tidiness actually helped them overall. Not just the act of cleaning, which sometimes brings people peace and calmness anyways. It does for me when I get in the zone. But also because the after effects of having a tidier area can be calming. So I thought that those uh, several people had tips related to that. And I thought those were great. And one of them for me is just the reminder to always be careful of comparison. I feel comparison kills joy. Oh, true. (laughs) So true. Yeah. For me, I realized years and years ago that magazines especially were toxic. Every time I opened a, I should specify, like, magazines that are typically labeled as, quote, unquote, women's magazines, they're completely toxic because I open them and you see things, oh, my gosh, I need this, or I have to wear this style of clothing, or I obviously don't look the right way because I don't look like somebody in this magazine. And I I realized that this is just bad. Every time I opened a magazine, I was getting, I was comparing and mm-hmm. comparison is toxic. So find, just be careful of comparison. <laughs> yeah, well said, well said. I especially feel bad for people who on social media get sucked into all of that when there are so many apps that people use yeah. to change how they look. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's just crazy. So yeah, don't compare yourself because the thing to which you're comparing yourself may not be real. Exactly. There's that too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's very true in social media as well. Yep. Well, in all those magazines, they're at least photoshopped. You know, yeah. any blemish or, or stretch mark or cellulite wrinkle has been brushed out of that picture. So yeah. it's not real. Yeah. And always beware of diet fads, exercise programs, fad foods like miracle shakes. Health is not to be taken lightly, and health comes first. 
Repeat after me. Health comes first. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> if you're not healthy, nothing else is good in life. Exactly. Basically. Exactly. Well, and that a lot of people were mentioning things like exercise, walking, being outside, doing yoga. And in the US, at least, there are a lot of free yoga workouts on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Yoga with Adrian is a very, very popular one. She has probably hundreds of free YouTube videos. She has many 30-day segments where she does, you know, a theme for 30 days and she has, you know, some kind of yoga practice each day. And they're not very long, I don't think, in general. So it's not like you have to commit 90 minutes of your day to it. So there were a lot of good suggestions about different easy access yoga resources online. And I'm not sure if you can access those in other parts of the world, but I think you can. So that's definitely worth a try. Yeah. And one other big thing that bears repeating that Gail mentioned last time was to self-talk as if you are talking to your best friend yeah. or your child or your parent or your other loved one. Counsel yourself as you would counsel your loved one. Absolutely. And one other one that I just have to throw in here because it's what I do quite often. Read. Oh, I love to read. <laughs> love to read. Audiobooks, regular books, bring it on. Yeah. And another discount we were offered a long time ago that I forgot to mention, and I will verify that it's still active. I'm sure it is. Chirp Books. I've talked about both BookBub and Chirp Books on the, on the podcast before. BookBub is an electronic book resource. You can sign up for a daily newsletter and they show you all the deals on ebooks that are in your favorite genres. And Chirp Books is the same, but for audiobooks. So they often have audiobooks for $0.99, cents, $1.99, $2.99, very inexpensive. They also have more expensive options. It's not just the deals, but they have a big library. And Chirp Books contacted us out of the blue and wanted to potentially do some collaboration with us. And that didn't work out because we already had our sponsors lined up for the year. But they are offering a $5 off for everybody in our community. And Yay. the coupon code for that is all capital Yarniacs and then the number five. I'll put that in the thread on Ravelry as well. And yes, thank you very much to Joanna and Chirp Books for that. That was just the coolest yeah. random contact. It was yes. right when we were starting our little book club that didn't yeah. really get off the ground. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you just contacted us. We all just yeah. bought this book or got it from the library or whatever. And they had it in their catalog as well. So Chirp Books, I highly recommend them. I have, I actually just earlier today finished an audiobook from a Chirp Books purchase, oh, The Storied excellent. Life of A.J. Fickery. So great resource. And then in terms of making, I wanted to mention a few tips that were also in the thread for the episode. Recycling sweaters into mittens was a cool idea that thrifty households have been doing long before Bernie made it cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, what else? Oh, the process of knitting is more than just a finished object. So if you're bummed because a garment may not fit you the way 
you want it to anymore. You also got some entertainment out of it. Hopefully you learned something. And hopefully you got a feeling of accomplishment for finishing something. So those are all part of the process of knitting too. And even when I end up giving something away, most of the time I have learned something from making the object. And I get the satisfaction of having completed the object. So there is that. So hopefully that will help when something doesn't quite work out anymore for you. Speaking of the things that not don't work out, remember last episode we were talking about maybe starting a thread in the Ravelry group for giving away sweaters? Yes, yes. And it, it, did, it did already exist. Our friend Alex, under Dutch Skies, started it about two years ago. And it's called the Knitting Karma Giveaway Thread. And she started it with some of her beautiful sweaters, which she has since gifted. And since she kicked that thread back up in the chatter group, we've had some really, really cool things. So Susan, who is Mad Town Mama on Ravelry, she put up three beautiful colorwork hats and her Drakenfels shawl. So basically... She said living in Madison, Wisconsin, she didn't think she'd ever have too many hats, but lo and behold, <laughs> she has too many hats. And she just didn't like the way she doesn't wear the shawl for whatever reason. So I think in her post, she said she'd like to be reimbursed for shipping, but it's not necessary. So go check those out. And then Martha, who is Thea Turnip on Ravelry, she's become a regular in our Saturday Zooms and she's really sweet and she's an amazing knitter and spinner, and weaver, and she's multi-craftual. She just finished the wrap, Knights Who Say Knit. It was a mystery knit-along by Mary Annarella, and a lot of people we know knit it, and she just picked colors out of her stash that she already had because she wanted to do the knit-along as a mystery knit-along, knowing that she wasn't going to keep the garment for herself. So there's this beautiful wrap by Martha that's available, and then Sarah, who is Sal Pal One, she has a shawl knit with hand spun yarn in that thread. She said that the the hand spun was a color experiment and she doesn't like the color on her. And I think she said it's Cheviot is the breed of wool. So she said it's not next to next to skin soft, but it's a really pretty shawl. So go check out the thread. I, I love that it's kind of lighting up right now and that people are feeling yeah, feeling definitely. that vibe definitely. so yeah and it's definitely a way to do something nice for someone exactly i think it's yeah. really it makes me really really happy it's another reason i just love everybody who's part of our little yarny <laughs> makes my heart absolutely happy. yes and we're not gonna fail this time colors of fall knit along starts on june 20th we didn't mention it last episode but June 20th is right around the corner, you guys. It is June 3rd already. So that's yeah. less than three weeks until that knit along starts. So again, the quote rules, unquote, are simple. Check out the color palettes that are in the thread on Ravelry and knit something that includes one of those colors, even if you have to squint to see the color. And then because it's the colors of fall, we do want to see that knit object in a finished outfit because we want to take advantage of your fashion sensibilities and copy them in all ways. So <laughs> that's all there is to it. And there's a lot of chatter going on in the group already. 
There's a thread for chatter. And yes, you can swatch. You can do all the practicing you want before cast on day. And you have three months. So it's a nice long time. And it's a fun knit along. Yes. And if Ravelry is not safe for you to use anymore, please feel free to chat with us on Instagram or on our episode post on Facebook. So now I'm going to go do some self-care tips because I've been <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Happy knitting. Happy knitting. Bye-bye. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gailey Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gailey Whaley. 